It's 12.09, Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Glad to have you with us. An abbreviated show, we've got Game 3 between the Brewers and the Cubs coming up. First, a confession. Right Yesterday, during this segment of the program, we talked about, I don't know, if you're a Brewers fan, who do you hate most, the Cubs or the Cardinals? And I, I think the general consensus, heck, it was unanimous. Everybody you know, hated the Cubs. And, and it wasn't just the Cubs, it was the Cubs fans. And I think, in all honesty, a lot of us present the fact that at least this year, up until last night, the Cubs have had the Brewers number. And also, I, I think it's the, the Cubs fans, and I've said this before, individual Cubs fans on a one-on-one basis, wonderful people. You get five or ten of them together, and not as wonderful. And that was the whole to- topic and the tone of the conversation we had. Well, I went to the ball game last night, just a great game, and I would say that the takeover of Miller Park was not as much as it had been in some years. I, I would say, still a lot of Cubs fans, don't get me wrong, but I would say it was about 70-30 Brewers fans, maybe not quite that much, but Brewers fans had a great turnout. There were 35,000 people there. In addition, at least in the area where I was sitting, and fair is fair, the Cubs fans were not obnoxious. And, and there were there were a bunch of them, but they were not they were not obnoxious. Now, I don't know if that was true throughout the stadium. I don't know if it was the fact that there really wasn't that much to cheer about. The, the Brewers got ahead early. They scored two runs in the first inning, two runs in the third. Uh, the Brewers pitching limited the Cubs to two hits. So I, I don't know if it was because, you know, it, there just wasn't anything to cheer about. But at least last night, at least last night, for that one night, I take back some of the comments I made about Cubs fans. Now, I'm going to the game this afternoon. So, you know, we'll we'll see where that all turns out because I guess – all you need is them to get ahead a little bit. Maybe they'll change the dynamic. But at least last night, I, my comment to all the Cubs fans as they were leaving, you know, many of them unhappy, was thanks for coming. Thanks for spending your money. <laughs> and so we, we welcome them. All right, 414-799-1620. Let's get right to the story I want to talk to you about. Horrible death of a Milwaukee police officer uh, last Thursday as the result of a high-speed chase. All right? The person that ran from the police is an awful human being let's just put that out there the guy could care less about the lives of anyone he's charged as being a drug dealer he's been driving without a license he's driving with guns doesn't care about life trying to flee police again a horrible horrible human being he runs from the police and as a result a police officer is killed when they lose control of the squad car the milwaukee police changed their pursuit policy back in 2010 um, to essentially make it almost impossible for police to chase bad guys. The The rules were essentially that you, you could only chase if you, you knew that the person that you were chasing had committed a felony, all right? Well, most times you don't know why somebody is running. You just don't. You don't know if they've got a body in the car. You don't know if they've got 20 pounds of cocaine. You don't know if they have a a kidnap victim. You don't know. All you know is you've tried to pull somebody over and they ran. So the policy was changed to essentially say we don't chase. Well, the bad guys quickly found out about that, and they just decided to drive off. That was the rule. You had roving drug cars that were used in drug deals the drug dealers knew all they have to do is drive away the police aren't allowed to chase them you had people that were driving stolen cars we wouldn't chase for stolen cars you had people driving 90 and 100 miles an hour they would run through intersections the police would watch them they would wave figuratively speaking at the police because they knew the cops would not chase them this was something that was not working 
the word got out among the criminal class in Milwaukee that you run and you will not be, you know, you will not, you know, be chased. It didn't work. The Milwaukee Common Council knew it didn't work. The Fire and Police Commission knew it didn't work. Almost everybody in the community knew it did not work. It was encouraging the criminals, it was encouraging the bad guys, and it was making the streets a lot safe, a lot more unsafe. Now, you realize that whenever there is a chase, there is always a risk of danger, and sometimes bad things happen, that, that is. But as a result of that policy that was in effect five, six, seven years, the, the criminal class still thinks you can run away. That's why sometimes when the criminals from Milwaukee move out to the suburbs and they run, they're surprised when the suburban cops chase. So anyhow, now we chase. We catch the bad guys. And again, the, the you know the follow-up to this is when you catch them, you got to charge them. you got to have judges to put them in jail. But that's a whole different story. They are chasing, and the streets in general are safer as a result of this. Into this debate weighs the clueless congresswoman from Milwaukee, Gwen Moore. Now, keep in mind, this policy was changed because the no-chase policy that was in effect for six or seven years was not working. Everybody, conservatives, liberals, Republicans, Democrats, pro-law enforcement people, even some of the pro-criminal people realized the streets were not being safer. Everybody recognized you got to do this. So Gwen Moore comes out today, and again, this loss of life from the 23-year-old police officer is tragic. So what does Gwen Moore say, demonstrating how clueless and out of touch she is with what goes on in the city of Milwaukee? All right, she goes on our air, as a matter of fact, and her statement is, no one is worth chasing. The danger that police officers and civilians are put in due to chases should really give us pause. Nothing is worth these high-speed chases. We ought to revisit this policy. Nothing is worth these high-speed chases. Let people drive 100 miles an hour and go through red lights and stolen cars. Let them get away. Let people commit crimes. Let them drive away. We're not going to follow them. We're not going to try to catch them. This is about, this is so stunning in its cluelessness that at least in my opinion, it is amazing it could be coming from some woman who holds elective office. And to me, it demonstrates how out of touch when more is with the community that she serves. 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's start with Greg in Germantown. Greg, you're first. Good afternoon. Greg. Police supervisor. <clears throat> and when Flynn initiated that no-pursuit policy, which I'm sure was backed or pushed by Barrett, yep. um, that just it just burned me. Uh, while I was on the job, I had probably between 30 and 40 high-speed pursuits, mostly on third shift. And unbeknownst to me at the time that the chase was initiated, three of those involved people that were involved in burglaries that they had just committed and hadn't been discovered yet. Two of them, uh, two were involving a armed robbery that had just occurred but hadn't been broadcast yet. Mm -hmm. And one involved a guy who was wanted in another state for a murder. None of these guys had signs on their car saying, I did an armed robbery, I did a murder. Right, but they, they ran because they knew what they had done, and they knew that if they got stopped by the police, they would have been found out for what they did. So that's right. why they took off. Right. Granted, you have some guys that run because their, re, their driver's license is revoked, but you don't know that until you pull them over and get them in custody. 
Right. Because that, that's what I always explain. That's the problem with that police chase policy in the first place, where you say you can only chase somebody if, if you if you know that they've committed a felony. Most times the police don't know why somebody ran. All they know is they see the car driving 80 miles an hour. It's blown through the red light. You put on the bubble lights, and the car takes off. You don't know why they're running. Right. And the only thing I can think of when, when Glenn Moore, I mean, when uh, Glenn Moore made her statement was the line from Forrest Gump, stupid is, stupid does. Uh, thanks, Nicole. Well, it, it just, I mean, what, what's so stunning to me, and I, I understand the loss of life, the fact that this police officer lost his life in service is, is an absolute tragedy. There, there's no question about it. But the guy that ran away was a very, very bad guy. There's no question. He tried to run a second time. He didn't care about, you know, he had a child in the car that, during the second flight. He didn't care about that. He didn't care about anybody else. And if you think that he wasn't going to go out and continue to harm people, you are naive at best, clueless at worst. But you have to get bad guys off the street. Now, again, I understand the follow-up to this is you have to, once you catch people, you, you've got to prosecute them. I am so glad that the district attorney's office came down on this particular defendant like a ton of bricks. It's 11 or 12 count criminal complaint. It charged him with all sorts of different things. And hopefully, if and when he is convicted, whatever judge gets this case will warehouse this guy, put him in jail for most of the rest of his life. I want to see the DA's office, though, do the same thing for other people who flee from the police after having committed crimes where there's not the loss of life of a police officer involved. Hopefully this will start the dialogue saying we have been way too lenient too long. But for a congresswoman to say, let them drive off, no one is worth chasing, Where, where, how clueless can you possibly be? We continue the conversation next. If you're on the line, please hold on. 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 1219, Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. 1223, Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. See, see, here's the thing, and maybe somebody should go and explain this to Gwen Moore, who apparently has no clue that for a number of years, the Milwaukee police were not allowed to chase the bad guys, and it didn't work. It did not work. It led to an increase in crime. It led to an increase in carjackings. It led to an increase in auto thefts. And it led to an increase in lawlessness. And it made the community more dangerous. It didn't work. The Fire and Police Commission realized it didn't work. The Common Council realized it didn't work. Even Tom Barrett, I think, realized it didn't work. But here's Gwen Moore saying, well, I don't think we should chase. No one is worth chasing. All right, drive through that intersection at 90 miles an hour bunch of guns, bunch of drugs. Well, we don't care about that. Just let you drive away. Let's talk to Chris in New Berlin. Chris, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. I was thinking that you should basically try and pre-screen. You're not supposed to chase people that aren't worth chasing, but the felons you go after. I say a mandatory 6 to 12-month jail time if you try to elude the police, period. Which means that if they run... There's a reason, and they are in the upper echelon that you should be chasing. Yeah, exactly. See, I see. I agree with you completely, and that that is the other follow up to this. You know, you got to have judges that realize that this. You know, whether somebody loses their life or not, this is a dangerous act when you run from the police and let the message go out. Instead of what we said around here for six or seven years, run, don't worry about it. If you get away, well, no problem. We're going to say everybody that runs, once you get caught, you're going to jail, and you're going to jail, like you're set on with six months or a year, on top of whatever else you would be. I might even go for a, a larger sentence. But, yes, that's, mandatory that's jail time. 
the person with the expired license isn't going to run. The person that's holding the gun under there on license is going to, but that's the guy I want. Wait, wait, exactly. No, thank you. You're exactly. Now think of it. Let's, let's kind of personalize this because that's what I always try to do. Let us personalize this. You're driving down the street. All of a sudden, the police officer pulls behind you. The bubble lights go on. What do you do? You go, damn. And you pull over, and you put your hands on the wheel, and you reach into your purse. You reach in the glove box. You pull out your insurance card. You reach in your wallet. You pull out your driver's license, and you hope that you don't get too bad a ticket. That's what most people do. There is only one reason that you run, and that is because you have something to hide. Maybe you've got the guns in the car. A lot of the drug dealers run. That's the big thing, the roving drug cars. Um, I don't know. Maybe you've got the body in the trunk. Maybe you're wanted for all sorts of things. There's no reason for people to run, and there's even less reason to allow people to run. Now, I understand you have to view every chase differently. I am not arguing that you should automatically chase somebody down Wisconsin Avenue at 3 o'clock in the afternoon at 100 miles an hour. You obviously have to make those decisions, and sometimes there is going to be a bad outcome. But the reality is the gain you're going to get from chasing is so much better than what's going to happen if you allow people to run because we incentivized running, and it didn't work. When Moore needs to wake up, get out in the community, and understand what's been going on in her neighborhoods. 1226, Jeff Wagner, WTMJ.